This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly is starting right now. We are up on a bridge right now. Right here is a street that we drove on yesterday before the storm hit. Now it's all covered in water. It's insane. You're trying to get through there. Um, also, if you're trying to travel, I can. Uh, the Katy Freeway between Taylor and 45, basically everything inside the 610 loop is going to be closed, folks. I'm Julie Hardy in the Gulf Coast Windows.com 24 hour traffic zone. Hey, this is Todd DeVille with the Weekly. In this this episode, we're just going to discuss the Harvey disaster, hurricane slash tropical storm slash tropical depression slash a lot of heck a lot of water going into the Texas area, specifically Houston, Galveston. Those places are being really impacted. They're expecting FEMA expects more than four hundred fifty thousand Harvey disaster victims to file for assistance uh, during this event. So U.S. emergency management officials said on Monday that they were expecting federal resources for Texas to help uh, rescue efforts under Hurricane Harvey swamped coastal areas of the state forced 30,000 people to seek refuge in temporary shelters. And it sounds like it's going up. I actually spoke to a friend of mine today on the phone, and this is uh, Monday, regarding the issue that they have going on. And they're in Houston. Their area where they live normally is never affected by any of the floods in the Houston area. And their complex where they live, they have a condo complex, is completely cut off right now. They do not have an egress at this point. The only way that they have out... As of today, it's uh, Monday on eight twenty six seventeen. Is uh, via boat or helicopter. And uh, as I was talking to to them, they said that the helicopters are flying uh, flying over their house. You know, and they said it's kind of unnerving. One of the things that they talked about is that they're ready. They're they, these guys. They're they're prepared. They have water. They have food. They have uh, emergency water and food. They said other people in their complex don't have anything. That they uh, they're cut off completely and they don't have food. Even if they can stay in their house, if they don't lose electricity, or even if they do electri- lose electricity, right, they can stay in their shelter without being flooded out and they just don't have a way to get around they they basically don't have food or water and uh, rudy and wendy do you know and, and they're prepared but what do we do about their neighbors right and that's kind of one of the issues that what's why as emergency managers we really go into into emergency preparedness and, and disaster preparedness and this is what we're talking about an issue that we have with hurricane harvey and any other, any other type of event like this right so donald trump the president approved an emergency request on monday for louisiana where uh, severe flooding is also expected so now we're going multiple states right this is a uh, Katrina-esque, uh, Sandy-esque uh, type of issue. Obviously not as widespread, but the uh, the money's going into the billions of dollars already and and, uh, and the affected people. Uh, as of a news report this morning, uh, Houston has had over 2,000 boat rescues. There's an armada of volunteer boat people down there taking, uh, <laughs> I don't think boat people is the word I want to use, but there are volunteer boaters that are out there doing rescues uh, right now. One of the issues specifically associated with those rescues that are being done by the lay people is all the other hazards that are associated with the water, right? If you remember during uh, Katrina, we had uh, some rescue dogs that that actually got very sick due to the water and we had rescuers that were sent 
home uh, due to disease that they uh, received and in, in, in cuts and, and stuff due to the contaminated water with fecal matter, obviously animals and, and humans that were that were decomposing in that water at that point. And um, also just the, the oils and gas and uh, whatnots are floating around in that water that are being brought up through the homes. And, and, it's, and it's, not, it's not clean water. When I see people out there, you know, playing in the water, it always kind of goes, oh man, these people don't know what they're, they're, what they're really getting into. Brock Long, this is his first test as a FEMA administrator. So far, it seems like he's doing okay. He's making the rounds, getting on the, uh, on the news and saying the right thing. So I'm confident at this point that we're not going to have the brownie uh, issue that we had during Katrina. If you guys remember that particular thing. So FEMA is in the process of deploying some life-saving commodities. Army Corps of Engineers has already been dispatched out there. I know that the uh, DMAT and DMORG and, and Swift Rod Rescue pro, uh, teams from California are either on their way or they have been, uh, some are there already. Also, they're on standby here in California. American Red Cross is sending tons of volunteers over there to do sheltering. And I know that uh, Team Rubicon is gearing up to send people. Uh, they have a Swift Water Rescue team uh, headed that way as well. And they have people on standby to go help out with the disaster recovery aspects of this uh, particular event. So that being said, how bad really is this, this uh, compared to other issues? One of the issues that we have here is there's there was a lot of, uh, in the beginning of this uh, event, before it even hit landfall, you have different, you know, we have an issue specifically associated with the equivocation of terminology, one, two, conflicting reports, and three, conflicting information that's being sent out to the public. So you have the governor of Texas saying, hey, guys, this is going to be really, really bad. You need to evacuate, get out of the low-lying areas. Then you have mayors of, of cities that are saying, hey, don't worry about it. You know, we're, we're cool. We're going to be safe here. Just let's see, wait and see type situation. Then you have another mayor who's saying, hey, if we're evacuating this entire area and if you don't leave, write your, your name and social security number on your arm with a Sharpie so we can know who you are. And that got a lot of flack. We do have a lot of mixed messages coming here. So as emergency managers, we really have to kind of think about what our message is specifically. And I know that we work on this and communications is always one of those things that in the hot wash that comes out of, of what could we improve. There was definitely conflict here going on from from the governor's office compared to the Houston mayor's office who was doing a wait and see and now they're isolated, right? Police officers and firefighters are rescuing many people um, in the floodwaters, according to reports. And on Sunday, thousands of state and national guardsmen, 20 helicopters and 60 boats and high water uh, vehicles have been deployed and declared that citizens should know that the cavalry is coming. I'm not exactly sure what that means. You know, are there enough resources out there to, to rescue everybody? I've seen on Facebook people requesting friends, hey, can you bring your boats to Houston? People are saying, hey, I, I have people are looking to get rescued. I know uh, we're talking about Instagram. There's lots of stuff on there specifically associated with uh, people asking for, for to be rescued because they can't get a hold of 911. Are we now putting uh, rescuers and, and lay people at risk by going to look for these people because they did not evacuate um, in a timely manner? Yeah, we are. For the most part, you're not going to have any rescue or complain about that uh, because this is what we're here for. This is what what our job is, I suppose. But at the same time, now we have some unnecessary rescues that could have been avoided by timely evacuation. And again, with the mixed messages coming from the Houston mayor, I can see why we're in this predicament right now. Although it seems to be that they're saying the right thing and doing the right thing right now. Also in Houston, the Red Cross Command Center is physically isolated amid the floodwaters. Even the Red Cross has been affected by this, particularly uh, you know in, in Houston. So 
everybody's kind of scrambling to move around uh, where they need to be. There's been a, like a flotilla, like I said, of boats that are coming out, kayaks, people are coming in there. They're rescuing people. Uh, quote, you're seeing rescuers from a very expensive high-end to very low-end apartments, said West Houston business owner Jay Goldstein. It's hitting people equally. We are all equal in a disaster, correct? What's this mean? What's this mean for us? This is definitely a storm that we need to keep an eye on, not just because of the rescues and the humanitarian issues, but also the lessons learned from when do we set that evacuation up, can we get on the same message across the board? And it seems like some of the issues are political, and we're never going to get rid of that, right? As emergency managers, we have to work around the political aspects of things. I mean, did the Houston mayor not want the evacuation to occur because he disagreed with the with Abbott and one's a Republican, the, gov- the governor Abbott of, of Texas, one's a Republican and the other one's a Democrat? Was that a factor? And if so, that is so wrong. Or was it just the fact that Houston and other low areas in in, uh, Texas have been hit by hurricanes before and, and they didn't want to look like overreacting? And one of the issues that we talk about when I teach is the concept of underreacting versus overreacting. And I think both are very, very bad, right? So if you overreact, people are going to get so burnt out of the type of, 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 uh, of thing as far as evacuation. But if you underreact, then you have Katrina-esque things like the Lower Ninth Ward or what we're having here specifically in Houston, where thousands upon thousands of people are stranded in by the floodwaters because the governor or the mayor didn't want to send out a an evacuation notice because he didn't want to overreact and wanted to wait and see. And this is what we have going on here. That was the right thing to worry about, as it turned out, regarding the response to Harvey, the first Category 3 storm or higher to hit the United States in 12 years, right? The, this is the first large storm to hit in 12 years. Do we get just complacent? You know, is that one of the things we have? Anyway, we have to just wait and see what's going on. I'm looking at the at this map right here. Uh, I, know, I, I wish I could, could share it with you. And it's showing that flood levels of one, a point one inch to 26 feet and it it is we're talking feet of water now i just heard something about the trillions of water that have fallen in texas trillions of gallons of water that are falling out of the sky into into texas and houston is just getting bombarded with the water and you can see that it's hitting over into louisiana as well that hasn't stopped raining yet this is Monday morning. It's 10.30 a.m. as I'm recording this. It seems to be that we're going to just keep getting pounded with this rain. Let me look really quick. They're expecting, according to the weather report here, it looks like it's going to rain all the way until Friday. Yep, it's raining all the way till Friday. It's going to clear up a little bit on Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday it's going to start raining again. Uh, wow, they have prediction of rain what I'm looking at here, uh, all the way until Wednesday, uh, the 6th of September. So yeah, it's not going to stop here. So we're going to have some serious, um, flooding issues. That's not going to go away really quick, uh, with Houston. We'll keep you guys updated specifically on this. And I, I'm trying to get a hold of a couple people in Houston to see what their experiences are. I know that right now they're, they're busy evacuating, so I can't really uh, talk to them today. Uh, if I can get a hold of them, I, I will make sure that, that this is included into what we're talking about. But uh, as of today, uh, Monday, uh, we are we're at where we're at. So let's take a quick break here and we'll see what we have coming on the way back. Emergencies happen, whether they're related to medical emergencies, threats of physical violence, weather related or other. 
One of the most difficult things during an emergency is to find help and quickly and efficiently communicate with all parties, regardless of whether you're an administrator, law enforcement, or the end user. With Titan HST, we help distort time by creating high-tech yet simple-to-use mobile-based applications that connect you with the people who can help you. At Titan HST, we believe in the power of people. 315 and 314, there is at least one person that's been shot. Somebody is still shooting inside. 453, Are you ready for the unthinkable? Call our friends at High Speed TACMED. They provide custom emergency planning and training that saves lives. With years of experience in law enforcement, search and rescue, responding to and managing large-scale incidents, HSTM will evaluate and prepare written plans, training sessions, drills, and debriefs, leaving you with the necessary tools and experience that can save lives. Call HSTM today to discuss your specific needs, and the staff at High Speed TACMED will help ensure that you are ready and you are in complete compliance. Call High Speed TACMED today at 805 805- 419-0024. That's 805-419-0024. The friendly staff at HSTM is standing by. Bring it up bodies now. Get someone to the back as soon as you can. Rescue personnel. I got at least three to seven hits. Hi, this is Todd DeVoe from EM Weekly. If your company is in the emergency management and response space, EM Weekly is a place for you to advertise. Each week, we bring in experts in emergency management, response, and leadership from around the world, and they're here to share their best practices. Our listeners are eager to learn about new products and ideas, so this is the space for you. For more information, please contact Brian at brian at emweekly.com. That water was moving. That kind of flow is like a, it's like a river, a very, very strong current. Checking on our friend in the truck here. Uh, the good news, oh, he's he's crawling over to the other side here. Hold on. He's asking, he's asking. Sir, they're putting the boat in just now. They're on their way. All right, thanks for coming back from the break here. Uh, so right now reports have come in that at least eight people have died. And that's just the... Uh, the reports from right now. As we listen to some of the sounds from from uh, Harvey here, it's just a uh, again, it's it's heartbreaking. We talked earlier about the two thousand people that have been brought to safety with still more needing help, and and they're calling for boats. This is Monday still, and he, obviously this is going off on Thursday, and yeah, I mean there's a lot of there's a lot a lot of uh, issues that are going on down there, and it doesn't look like it's going to. Uh, gonna let up anytime soon so that's the uh that's the news coming off of the uh just come back from the break here heard a couple more things from my friends that are over there uh, evacuations are still uh in effect obviously uh they're getting out of the area some of them have been having a hard time getting out of the area been updates from team rubicon getting down there tr guys keep kicking butt as you're down there and doing what's uh, what needs to be done. Red Cross, opening their shelters, they're overwhelmed as well. So if you have time and you can volunteer and you're uh, registered with Team Rubicon or registered with the Red Cross or want to uh, uh, get involved, uh, get involved and, and, and register and get your background check done and, and get out there and help. If you have the time to be able to get down there, they really do need your help. But again, like I said, make sure that you are um, in with an organized organization that you're going down. Do not self-dispatch because... 
you will not get in and nor will you be of any help. So that being said, I am donating to Team Rubicon for this event. If you want to donate to Team Rubicon, it's teamrubiconusa.org. That's teamrubiconusa.org. I'll put the uh, the the link down on the on the show notes and uh, get you over to them to to donate because they do great work. They have teams in that are in there that uh, that are doing some work right now and and they could use your support. Terrifying, man. Um, I mean, I'm scared of heights already, and it just, my trailer was just bouncing up and down, and just. I lost everything. It just wiped me out. And this is my first hurricane, so, yeah, I'm scared. I, this is my home. What about your friends and family? Where, where are they at, man? You... Uh, I don't know. There's been no cell service since the Thursday, Thursday Friday. Um, haven't gotten a hold of anybody. Um, if uh, my mom and dad's watching, I'm okay. What are, what are their names, in case uh, they are? Betty and Brian. Um, where, where were they last? Uh, my mom's in Oklahoma. And my dad, I, there's no telling where my dad's at. Um, I'm here in Rockport waiting on you. Well, it hasn't taken long for Harvey to uh, become political. Matter of fact, I started to become political right away with people talking about uh, Ted Cruz and the vote for Superstorm Sandy. And I'm not going to get into politics here on, on this show, but I just wanted to say how quickly it's become political. And Ted Cruz just had to put out a, uh, a statement defending himself or, or, or whatever, his, his point of view. For me, it's either here nor there. We're, we're, like I said, we're going to stay away from politics on this. I just wanted to say how quickly these storms are becoming political. And as emergency managers, we're going to have to really kind of keep that in the back of our mind every time we respond to, to the uh, events. Interesting enough, the mayor, and I think I mentioned this earlier, but it's worth going over again. The mayor was calling for physical items to be donated. And one of the, that's one of the things I really disagree with here, basically because what you could do with money is much better than what you could do with the, the donations. And as we call that, the second disaster of donation management. So that's going on. You know, the Red Cross is looking for money. Uh, like I said, I'm donating my money. Ian Weekly is donating money and so am I by personal money uh, to Team Rubicon for their response uh, to this event. As Harvey expands over to Louisiana and Texas is, bra- is bracing for more rain, it's it's getting it's getting really uh, nasty out there. Um, I shouldn't say getting nasty. It's, it's been nasty for a while. It's kind of where we're at with it. Uh, you're going to start seeing a lot of the uh, climate type of uh, uh, climate change, uh, people come out and talk about how, how that's really uh, shaping the storm. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But again, that's going to be coming out. Uh, NPR has a story right now. It says, the rain won't stop. More than two days after Hurricane Harvey made landfall, Texas coast, the downgraded storm continues to dump rain across the region. How a warmer climate helped shape Harvey. So these are the stories that you're going to, that you're seeing out here, the dramatic uh, photographs and, and the video. It is, it is awe taking, unbelievable to see the, what the people are going through. And, you know, some of the people that are coming in and standing on the, uh, on the shoreline as it's being pounded. And then they wonder why they're, they're not being rescued. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at with, with, with this. What do you think about that? I mean, you know, do you think that this super, this storm, super storm Sandy, do you think this uh, Harvey here? Was this or is this uh, being caused because of the warmer climate or is it because of, of uh, climate change or is it just a cyclical aspect of, of storms? You know, uh, I'm, again, I'm not a scientist. Uh, I'm just a public administrator. According to this article, it says uh, climate change may have helped Harvey to form intensify. And this year, 
And I'll read this article real quick. This year, high sea surface temperatures in the Gulf of Mexico or Harvey formed, according to an analysis published in March, the Gulf stayed above 73 degrees Fahrenheit the entire winter. At the time, Harvey intensified to a Category 4 hurricane, and it was over a section of the Gulf that was about 4 degrees above normal. That says a research meteorologist uh, with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration in Boulder, Colorado, NOAA. So the water in the Gulf of Mexico is a heat reservoir supported by these hurricanes, says uh, Ben Kurtman, an astrophoric scientist with the University of Miami. And the warm water in the air above the Gulf means that there is more energy to drive storms such as Harvey. So the scientists are saying, yeah, for sure, this is um, due to the warming and we're going to see more intense storms. So what does that mean for us as emergency managers? What do we have to think about as far as the storms coming up? You know, obviously this is the first of the year. Some re- the reports said it was the first in, in the 12 years uh, of that we've had something of this magnitude hit. I don't know. I mean, do we, obviously we're all hazards approach when it comes to our stuff. So are we going to really look closer at storm-related events like this? I think so. Uh, that's my opinion. I think we do. I want to hear your opinion. If you can go ahead and comment in the comment section or, you know, just shoot us a Ask Todd. And let's talk about this. You know, this is our community. This is what we're here for. Uh, let me know what you think. Anyway, I just want to say thank you all for taking the time out of your day to listen to uh, listen to this podcast and my heart and my thoughts are with everybody over in Texas and Louisiana that are affected by the storm. Again, if you have any donations, donate to your favorite charity. I, like I said, I'm donating to Team Rubicon because I think they are doing great with what they do. So anyway, thanks a lot, guys, and I'll see you guys next week. Bill Cunningham uh, will be joining us next week to talk about his business emergency response training, uh, the BERT training that they do. And after that, Next, the week after that, we're going to be talking to Vince Davis about tribal planning for emergencies. Have a wonderful day, and see you next week. Yeah, it looks like my winds now are gusting to um, probably almost hurricane 470, 65, 70, and I've got shingles now ripping off this house. This is a house that was kind of under construction, and the water's now, um, can't roll in my window, but the water's now breaching the wall here. Look at the wall. Look at the waves coming up over the wall here now. The waves are probably uh, five, six feet uh, coming up over the wall now here. This is the south shore wall. And I got shingles coming off this house and shingles are ripping off the back of this house as well. I do have flying debris now. Uh, and this is gonna be in the, this is gonna be in the uh, Fulton area, just, just southeast of Rockport. There's flying debris, trees are going down. Also just found a big two foot diameter tree that just come crashing to the ground as well. Uh, there is damaging winds now onshore and uh, it's 3 252 central time here and the damaging winds are continuing and uh, this is a, a house here you see that listen to this 